great to be back here with all of you. Listen, I was, uh, I was telling everybody, listen, I'm, today is the 31st, I'm going to come out, I'm going to take a stool, I'm going to sit down and relax this morning, and yeah, none of that's going to happen. After that worship, come on, give it up for Jesus. I'm back there all fired up, dancing around, I'm glad there's no cameras behind stage, but it's great to be here with you, man. I pray that you had an amazing Christmas season, that God richly blessed you over this past Christmas season that you walked in this morning refreshed, maybe a little tired from all the things you've been doing, but I pray that you have been refreshed. Uh, man, if you are joining us online, good morning. We love the fact that you are tuning this morning. We pray that God's word reaches you no matter where you are today. And same for you, church, man. Good morning to you. I pray God's word reaches you right here, right now, with the truth of how much God loves you through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, also, we got some guests in this room this morning. Good, good morning to you. Thank you for joining. Yeah, give it up for our guests. We love the fact that you are here today. We hope that you are made to feel welcome and wanted when you walk through our doors. And we, again, pray for you as well, that when you walk out, you know how much God loves you through his son, Jesus Christ. We pray that you have a blessing with us this morning. Church, open your Bibles, if you would, to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Bibles or Bible apps, Ecclesiastes chapters 3, first, starting at verse 1 this morning. If you grabbed an orange Bible on the way in, you'll find on page uh, I think it's 456, 456. I know it's not a book that we go to often, but I think we're going to learn something from it this morning because uh, it's God's Word, and I believe God's Word teaches us all sorts of stuff, right? Well, you know, think about this. Uh, it is, today is December 31st, um, and right about now, and right about now, maybe even a few days before this or weeks before this, there have been a ton of people looking forward to the new year. Show me if you raise your hands. If you've been looking, like 2024, you've been looking forward to that coming, or you look, okay, I know it's coming. Show me if you raise your hands. All right? Okay, good. Because we're all going that direction. And here's how we're approaching it this year. Either this past year is we're looking toward the new year because this past year has been one of those years um, that just kind of left us frustrated. One of those years that kind of uh, hurt. One of those kind of years that, man, we love to never see again. Maybe you're that way this morning. You kind of, yeah, I 2023, goodbye, good riddance, no thank you, right? Or maybe, maybe you're coming into 2024 thinking, you know, 2023 has been really good to me. You know, I, I had a lot of good things happen. I flourished in this area, had these things happen, built some relationships over here. So maybe you were thinking, man, I want some more of what happened in 2023. But here's the truth. Either you're waiting for it to be over and looking for something different, or you are coming into it like, yeah, baby, 2024 is coming, right? Either way we look at it, we are flipping the calendars to 2024, January 1st. Then it's game on. It's another year that we start around the sun. Here we come, 2024. So here's what I want to think about this morning. I want to walk this idea. See, sometimes I think we need to look at life as one of those pieces of furniture that we have to build or assemble. Now, hear me out on this. You may think he's going to lost his mind. He hit his head on the way out from the stage. Um, hear me out on this because it's one of those things I think we see this piece of furniture, right? We see this piece of furniture. We've been looking for something. We want something. We look at it online. We're like, hey, that's what I want. That's absolutely amazing. We go to a store like, I, that's beautiful. That needs to be in my home. I've been looking for that piece. And we're all sorts of excited until they start wheeling out this dolly, and it has this big old flat wide box on it. You with me on this? 
right? Because you know, you know when you see that box that you're going to have some work to do. It's not going to just end up in your home and put it where you want it. You're like, yay, look how beautiful this is. No, you have some work to do. You are going to have to build it. It's just not going to happen. So you look at it. You weigh the pros and cons. You decide to put your skills to the test, and you buy it. You get home, and you open the box, and you find all sorts of parts and pieces right there. They have all these numbers and, and letters all over them. And they're in there like this amazing Jenga box because you have styrofoam here, a piece here, and it's all stacked up. And if you've ever had to return one of those things, you know you can never get it back the way that it was, right? Absolutely insane. Um, but there's all these things, and you're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, if, listen, if it's a small piece of furniture, it's pretty simple, right? We, we can... We can look at it, we can try to figure it out. But if it's one of those larger pieces of furniture, we know that's completely complicated. You have to have like a degree to get through the end of these things, right? So you dig in. You start putting things together. Oh, there's a manual, by the way, that comes with every single one of them. But we don't have time for that because we want this place in play. We want to see what it looks like. You know, you're moving forward. You're feeling really good about things because you're a smart person. You've done this before. You think you know how it's going to turn out. But then, I think a lot of you are like me. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. You get to the end. You're feeling all sorts of accomplished. You look down, and there just seems to be too many extra pieces. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at, okay, I'm not sure if this is right. You look at what you built. You're like, okay, I have all these things that are left over. I look over this, and it seems to be okay. And right there, we have a decision to make. We have a decision to make. We can, we can take this whole thing apart. I mean, I can pull it all apart and go back to building because we know, let's be truthful, 100% of the time, the pieces that are extra Start in the beginning. So you have to go back to the beginning to take it all apart. I have done this recently, right? Or you can just ignore it. You can ignore it. Like, yeah, just set these aside or put them in a box or throw them away. I'm just going to put this piece in play because I'm so excited to see what it looks like. Now, a few months go by, and you start to see your piece of furniture lean. Like, well... Uh, something doesn't look so right over in that desk or that shelf. It doesn't look anything dangerous yet, but something is just missing. Maybe something critical or the holding it all together. Now, friends, let's be honest about this. This is how we treat our lives. I mean, there's an instruction manual for life in God's Word. But sometimes we're a little too busy to read it. Or sometimes we're a little too confident in our own ability and skill and wisdom to to come to it. So we don't come to the instruction manual for life. And we start building things. And just like the, the furniture, every once in a while we look over at life. We look into the mirror of life. And things seem to be leaning 
Not quite sure what the cause is, but we know something's not right. Maybe, maybe our nerves are at its last end. Maybe we're becoming very angry all the time. Maybe we're not as peaceful as we once were. Maybe there's an unknown emptiness inside of us. We can't quite figure it out. You know, maybe fill in the blank. We look into the mirror and we think, man, what parts or pieces am I missing? What, what, is, what is going on in this life that I assembled that's not actually going the way that I want it to go? Enter the new year. Friends, the new year is a scheduled opportunity for us to take stock of what we have built this past year, identify the changes that need to be made. Now listen, it may just be a course correction, right? Our structure may be sound, and we're just kind of leaning, and we're like, okay, I just need to put these two pieces in place, and everything's back up the way it needs to be. Or maybe there's some critical components that are just not there. We're like, oh, man, we're going to crash. I don't know, I'm going to move forward into this next year. I get it, there's an instruction manual, but, but it's here, but I, I, I can do it on my own. Or I don't know what the instructional manual says because I never consult it. So we can enter this year thinking, I can hit the reset button. I can hit the reset button. That's what the new year brings, friends. And listen, I know that we don't like change. No one really likes change. It's a six-letter word that messes with our lives. Some of you, and I know you, get all sorts of bent out of shape when you have to take a different route to work. You're like, that just ruined my day because I, had to go, I couldn't go past Starbucks or Donut Bank or whatever, and I just get, I, I, ah! But the new year offers us this opportunity to do just that. Make some changes. Hit the reset button. It gives us the opportunity to ask a question. What might be different this year? You feel me on that? See, the book of Ecclesiastes, we're there this morning, tells us. Tells us there is a time and a season for everything. There are opportunities of change before us. Look at this in verse, three, uh, verse uh, 1 of chapter 3. It says, there is a what? Say it again. For everything. There is a season for every activity under the heavens. God telling you, God telling me, us as his people, there's a time and a season for everything. And this should be great encouragement for us as we're walking into the new year. As we look at the calendar turning over, we can ask, we can ask God, well, is there something that needs to be different? Is there things I don't like in my life in this coming year that I can make some changes? Are there some things I need to make some changes that I don't want to change? See, this is the good news that comes with this. But just because there are things are true right in your life right now that you don't like, it doesn't mean it has to be that way going forward. God has given us an opportunity every day, truly, to make something new, to do something different, to hit the reset button in life.
So let's, I'm going to read a few more verses in Ecclesiastes, kind of walk through this idea that illustrates this. You can see what I'm saying. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun, under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. A lot of things happening in those verses. But what you can easily say, God has given us a season for everything. And that reminds us that there's seasons of change in front of us. And right now, before you, church, you have a seasonal opportunity to make next year different. So as we are kind of leaning into this, we're kind of walking through this, this series reset, I want to think of what it looks like to move forward in the next year in 2024. I'm going to ask you to do some work this next week and join us back next Sunday. I'm going to ask you to do some work. I want you to think about what is true in these five key areas in life. What is true in your life in 2023 in these five key areas? And it's, and it, it's kind of like, you know, we're going to take stock at a year to view, a calendar. Anybody see a calendar at a year to view? It's on your phone. You can look at the whole year. So look at these five key areas and write down that, write them down in your notes or apps or whatever you're doing this morning and spend some time walking through them this week. And then we're going to come back and we're going to ask these key areas some questions. So here's one. Here's key areas. Spiritually. What is true for you in 2023 in your spiritual life? What are some markers that you can go through? Are you new to church? Are you coming back to church? What is, what is right now, as you see 2023, what has been your pursuit of Jesus? Figure that out. Ask, answer those questions. Like, what is true for 2023 when it comes to my spiritual walk? And then you go into family. What is true of 2023 in your family? As you think of your family life, what are some markers? You say, okay, this is what happened in my family. It grew because we had a child. You know, someone passed away or I built some friendships or I had someone get married. What is true for you in 2023 when it comes to your family? What about socially? Another key area of life. What is true for you socially? How did you interact with other people? Are you in a small group? Are you not in a small group? Who are the friends that you hang with? What stands out in your social life? Write those things down. Physically, what is true for you in 2023 when it comes to your physical being? Are some things that stand out to you about your physical life? Did you join a gym? Did you quit going to the gym? You know, did you, did you work out? Do you go for walks or things like that? Well, think about the mental life as well. Like, what is true about your mental life? And then work. What is true for you in 2023 when it comes to your work? What is true there? What is a new job? Was it promotions? Was it cutbacks? What stands out to you in your life for 2023? 
Now, you're writing these areas down, these five areas are down. And I'm asking, you need to work through that and find out what is true. Because Now, what is true, be honest with yourself, friends. Don't make stuff up. I started a diet and lost 45 pounds. When? I went to the gym, 200 days. I've got your fob. Do we know, we can check those things out. How many times you checked in at the gym? Be honest, because this is only going to help us move into the new year. Then, so you write these five areas down now. I want to take these five areas, now you know it's true, and I want us to ask two questions. Two questions of these five areas. And to write these down in your notes app or whatever you have or whatever, how you take your journal, whatnot. The first question is this. What is great that I want to continue? In these five areas, critical for our walk, what is great that I want to continue? Maybe it's in your spiritual world, in your spiritual walk. Maybe you started attending church. That's been great for you. Maybe, maybe a commit for you is to be here for this entire reset series. Sunday comes every seven days. Just want to throw that out there. We are here. Uh, maybe it's uh, building the habit of reading the Bible. You know, you have you've been getting into the Word of God because someone talks about reading their Bible all the time, and it, it's been consistent for you, and you've seen some benefits in your life. So maybe that's been great for you, so you want to continue that. What has been great in your family life? Maybe, maybe this past year you've invested heavily in your family. You've invested into your relationship with your children. You've spent time in your marriage. Again, and you've seen tremendous results in this. Like you're closer to your spouse than you've ever been before. Your kids are actually listening to you, right? So you've invested that time into them. This is great. I want to continue. And then walk through the whole thing. Talk about your social life. What was great socially? What did you appreciate? What made you feel like you're moving forward and connecting with people? Physically, work, walk through all five of those areas. What was great in 2023 that I want to continue in 2024? Then, I want you to take another question. I want you to take these five areas and walk it through another question. It's this. What is bad that I want to change? What was bad in 2023 that I want to change? Walk through these, this question through the five areas. Spiritually, family, physically, socially, and work. And maybe your spiritual life. You realize, like, you know, I don't pray as much as I wanted to. Or I don't put enough emphasis in prayer. I don't spend time with God and his word. I mean, that's not so good. Or maybe it's something you can ask. You can walk into this guy. Here are some things spiritually in my life. Talk to your small group people. Say, hey, you're in my small group. These are some areas that are bad. I really want to change them this year. Will you hold me accountable? What is bad that you want to change? Maybe in 2023, your family life and your work life collided. You couldn't separate the two. Oh, you're home, but you're not home. You're still at the office. You're still sitting in the truck. You're not engaging with your kids. You're not talking to your spouse. Maybe they collide. Maybe they're like, okay, I just need to change that. What needs to be done? Again, walk through all five of these areas. Spend some time 
writing it down. What is bad in my life socially? What was not good physically this past year? In work, how did this happen? What do I need to change? Because here's what I know to be true, friends. Um, True for all of us. We all want a better life, don't we? We all want a better life. I have never heard or ever will think I hear someone say, look, you know, I wish next year would be absolutely horrible compared to this year. I want to be so much worse that I don't know what to do. Is anybody ever going to say that? No. Why? Because we want a better life. But what happens is that we never stop and assess. We never stop making some assessments about life. We don't go back to the instruction manual, church. He said it again. Read your Bibles. We don't go back. We don't ask the questions. We don't ask the hard questions because we don't like dealing with hard stuff. We don't want to walk through change. We don't like change. All we do is move forward in life and we hope something will change. It doesn't work that way. Now here's, enter Jesus, okay? Let's let's talk about Jesus. A life with Jesus gives us everything that we need to change. So as we walk through, okay, these things are good, I want to continue doing that, these things are bad, I need to remove those, I want to have a move towards a, a better life. Enter Jesus, Jesus gives us everything we need to change. Look at this. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Look at this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if who? Anyone. If who? Anyone. If anyone is in Jesus Christ, the new creation has come, the old, creation, old is gone, the new is here. In Jesus, the old you is dead. In Jesus, the old, helpless, unable to change you is dead. But the new you, the alive you, is present. And the new you has been given every opportunity to change. Now, if you're in this room and you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, you never stop and prayed and made him the Lord of your life, and surrender your life to him, you don't have what you need. Everything starts with Jesus. Friends, I'm not saying that there is a spiritual mandate for us to go and make a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions. Because that wouldn't be true. There's nothing true about it. But what is true for us who follow Jesus, there's a spiritual mandate for us to change. Being different than we once were. Jesus didn't come and say, hey, come to me the way you are and stay that way forever. He didn't. 
He said, come as you are with your broken, messed up lives. Bring everything you don't like about you or what's happening in life, and I'll give you the experience to surrender your life to me, give you the power of a transformed life, and you will change. Through the love and power of God's grace that allows us to leave the old behind and the new to be present. Just think about what we just celebrated. God becoming man, coming into this messed up world, only to die on the cross for it. Why? So we can experience freedom and new life. Friends, that is life change, life reset. And we're called after that moment to continue to letting him work in our lives to change. So right now, if you're in this room and you get a relationship with Jesus, are you walking in this spiritual change that God has gifted to you? He's gifted it to you this morning. It's a reminder for us this morning. There's a new season in front of us. Are you walking in that season of change with Jesus? See, not only does God have a desire for you to change, not only does he have a great plan for you to change, but he's also giving you the power to change through his Holy Spirit to give you exactly what you need to make the changes. You with me on that, church? So maybe, maybe after you ask you these questions, like what is true, here's my truth, what happened in 2023, what was good that I want to continue, what is bad I want to remove, maybe we need to stop and ask a third question. What does God think is possible for my new year? We have, we have our ideas. What, is, what, what would he have me do? What would God have me change? What does he have on the radar for 2024 that he wants to birth into my life? Something that I've been missing, the pieces that I set aside. He says, like, put these back in play, would you? Here's, here, here's what I think. Um, sometimes, sometimes I think, I think I think big. Like, oh, I got this really big idea. Well, compared to what God does, I have big ideas for my plans, big plans for my life, big ideas for what I want to do next. But the reality is, compared to what God wants to do in my life, it's really small. What we can accomplish by our own wisdom and will and skill fails in comparison what God has, what we have possible with God, right? Fails. And this is what I have found over the years. The more I surrender to his will, his life plan for me, the bigger things seems to happen in my life and in me. Why? Because I'm giving God the opportunity for it to happen. Now, I'm not talking about some prosperity gospel. Like you just speak into existence, it'll happen. Junk. I'm talking about letting God work in your life on purpose, for purpose. There's nothing greater for us than to be in his will. 
that we surrender our lives to him. Come to him, make him the Lord of our lives. It doesn't just happen once. It happens every day. And allowing him to work in our life. That is the best life possible. That is the abundant life that Jesus is talking about. I mean, this makes sense. This makes spiritual sense. But what scripture tells us, look at Romans chapter 12. Look at this. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He says, therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, those who have given their life to Jesus, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Your bodies, your life, a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Living sacrifice. Friends, our, our worship, our true worship, is not found here in Sunday mornings when we raise our hands with praise. Our true act of worship, if you understand scripture, is what happens in our lives when we walk out those doors. Dying to ourselves, sacrificing our life, surrendering it to God, and let Him work in our lives. And that means we let Jesus work and change. Six letters like nails on a chalkboard. We let him do what he wants to do in our lives because he knows best. Let him cut out the errors of our life that are false worship. And let our lives be a true act of worship, proper worship. Because every day, how we live brings him glory. Too many of followers of Jesus play a dance. They dance with one foot in Jesus, wanting all that he has to offer, and they have the other foot into the world and want to embrace all it has to offer. And we're going to dig into that more next week. But as I just read those two verses of Roman, I foot with Jesus and a foot in the world, living for Jesus and what Jesus calls us to do and living like the fleshly world, that's not an act of worship. That's selflessness. Thinking of yourself, only yourself. What's best for me, all I want. And God says, no, you gotta be all in. Gotta be all in. And so as you think about like, Man, I want to get this done. I want to do these things this year. I want to get accomplished this done. I want all these kind of things. Maybe, 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 maybe. It's not what we want to do. It's what God wants to do. And maybe it's not what God wants to do for our life. Maybe what God wants to do in our life. Hit the reset button. Do the hard work this week. Come back next week and say, okay, I'm ready got some things, written some things down. 
I'm ready for God to continue to reveal to me how to make 2024 the best year ever because it's in his will. I've removed some false worship. I've removed some stuff in my life that's holding me back. Let me just pursue what he has for me. Can we do that, church? Can we do that, church? Can someone say it like you mean it? Can we do it? Why? Because of Jesus. Only because of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. God, thank you for the the reminder in Ecclesiastes that there's a time and a season for everything. There's opportunities to hit the reset. There's opportunities for a different point, a direction of life. As you know, we're turning the calendar. Tomorrow's January 1st. Truthfully, it's no different than today, December 31st. But maybe it's an opportunity for us as your children to think differently about our lives. To think how we can start setting some things aside and living a life that's truly life for you. Not what we want to accomplish, what we want to do, but what you want to accomplish what you want to do. Change is hard. God, you know, you know my heart and my head when it comes to change. I'm as frustrated as everybody else. When you tell me to fix this, I'm like, I'll be back later. So I'm not, I'm speaking to myself as well. I know I'm speaking to us as a church. Help us. Lead us. Challenge us. You know, if you're in this room and you have Jesus, you have everything you need. But if you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you don't have what you need. I want to encourage you this morning. Right now, I'm going to call our prayer team up. And if you're like, okay, getting into 2024, I need to make it right with Jesus Christ. I want you to come forward and pray with our prayer team and give him your life. You don't have to know everything. It's not about being worthy. I mean, shoot, none of us are worthy of Jesus. That's why he came. Because we can't be good enough. Jesus is our righteousness. So come forward. Give your life to Christ. And watch your whole world change. For the best. And maybe you're in this room this morning and you're, you're struggling with some things. You're like, okay, I already have some ideas of some things I want to change. But I'm not in a small group. I don't have really close people in my life, but I could just, or I just could use someone to pray for me right now. I'm going to say, come up after service and be prayed over. The Holy Spirit resides in all of God's children. That means we're one big family. They're connected to God. So let us pray for you. Let's pray with you. God, I'm so thankful. That when we come to you, that you don't leave us like we are. 
you never stop pursuing us. Challenge us to become more like your son. I pray as we walk through this series that every single one of us in this room who are watching online or listening down the road will take this challenge and see what you want to do. And this, may this be the beginning of years to come of growing into a deeper and more prosperous, loving relationship with you and the life that you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless, church. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next Sunday.